0: Tell me though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. welcome to Sons of the Dragon the immortal Iron Fist podcast my name is Connor McKenna and Carl is not here today he is at a con and he has this mustache and the mustache well it's either dynamite or really creepy I'll put it in the show notes if he lets me so our dear listeners can decide but uh today so when I'm not going to be covering the next issue of Iron Fist but I will be covering Some Iron Fist news, and at the end, I'll do an issue of Daredevil, which is somewhat relevant to Iron Fist. And it's a pretty good issue, too, so there's that. So, first up, we have news that Finn Jones, the actor cast for Iron Fist, is studying martial arts and Buddhism for Iron Fist training. Now, this is interesting, because uh, he he told the press that he is doing Kung Fu and Wushu mixed with a bit of Tai Chi. So, you know, movie Kung Fu. So, it's good that he's studying... Well, I mean, it's good that he's studying martial arts full stop and not just getting a man to do everything. He's also bulking up, which is good, because... Well, I really like the look for him. Um, he does need to bulk up to get a better physique. And he's also... Yeah, he's studying... He's doing Buddhism. Uh, studying Buddhist philosophy and meditation, which is quite interesting, because... I don't know if that's essential for the role, but it shows that he's definitely committed. Um, Yeah, like, I'm really interested to see where that goes, I guess. Uh, Or maybe that's a hint to what Danny's characterization will be like in the show. I don't know. Um, Yeah, no, I I don't have much more to say about that, but I'm very, very intrigued by this um, news. And uh, I I quote him here, he said, I've always dreamed of a role that bridged spiritual discipline and badass superhero. There's a contradiction in those elements that's going to be very fun to play. So, hopefully that means we'll be getting a conflicted Danny. Not a clown Danny, like that's been popping up in certain recent issues of a certain run. (sighs) I think we talked about that enough, though. Well, I, I don't know, it's weird not having Carl here with his... Mustache. Anyway, so yeah, it's in pre production right now. Uh, Hopefully, we'll get a 2017 release. Yeah, it's becoming the whole Netflix thing is becoming a bit of a cluster duddy because you got Jessica Jones season 2, you're probably going to get Daredevil season 3. In fact, I'll look that up real quick right now. Daredevil season 3. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Season 3, but I don't know if there's been anything actually confirmed. Okay. Yeah, um... Yeah, Season 3 hasn't been confirmed yet, but hopefully it will be, because I've been really enjoying it. I'm a bit disappointed Jessica Jones got a Season 2, because I feel like they really just could have made her a side character in Luke Cage or something. Um... But, anyway... So, yeah. And... I also want to cover all the Iron Fist Easter eggs in the shows in case you missed them. So obviously we'll start with Daredevil season one. Now, yeah, there was there was a e- there was a pretty big Easter egg in the very first episode. Now we haven't covered Davos the Steel Serpent properly yet in the show because we're just about to get up to him. But I'm sure that if you're listening to this show and you're an Iron Fist fan, you probably know who Davos is, like, he's his arch-nemesis, pretty much, and at the end of Daredevil, episode one, and season one, when all the blind, uh, Chinese people are sorting the heroin, they're putting a stamp on them, and the stamp is clearly the steel serpent symbol on Davos's chest, so, I'm, I'm, oh, I mean, I'm sure Davos will be in the show, I'm sure he'll be the villain, at least I heard that's the case, um, yeah, so... Then we have... The other big easter egg in Daredevil Season 1... Is... Madam Gao... Who... Is one of uh, the Kingpin's allies... And you think she's Chinese, but then she says... She keeps dropping these weird hints everywhere... At one point she says she literally knows every single language... <laughs> on Earth... She also says to... Uh, Leland Owsley the owl, um, that she's from somewhere very far away, and, you know, that combined with the Steel Serpent logos on the heroine, which we keep seeing throughout the show, and her being super cryptic, and uh, the, the the even the showrunner came out and said he was an Iron Fist fan, and he, like, put a lot of Iron Fist easter eggs in the first season of Daredevil, And the other big thing is, well, she attacks Daredevil with chi. Knocks him clear across the room with an open palm strike. Now, I don't... Now, I'm pretty sure the Iron Fist isn't going to work like that. I'm pretty sure they're using the full-on fire effects of the fist, which will be good. But still, that was interesting. And the other... There's one more easter egg in season one. But it's... It never made it into the show... But stills from production showed that the trucks that crashed and that blinded um, Daredevil when he was a kid was a Rand Corporation truck. Now, personally, I'm glad they kept that out of it, because I don't like the idea that, you know, any of these guys' origins would be intertwined in any way. I... I don't really like that stuff. Um, it, it should never rely on... I, I don't know, I just don't think other heroes should feed into other heroes' origins that much. You know, cross-universe stuff is good, but... You don't want to go overboard. Like, a Rand Corporation truck blinding Daredevil? uh eh, That makes them a bit too connected, even if it's not Danny specifically. Yeah, I just don't like it. But, uh, obviously, that's an easter egg. So then we get to... Daredevil Season 2... Now, there wasn't really much in Daredevil Season 2. Madame Gao popped up again and dropped more cryptic hints that she's not of this particular plane, so Kunlun and stuff. But there was a very interesting tiny easter egg, and this is the only real easter egg I could find for Iron Fist in the whole of Season 2. And I can't remember what episode, but the, they're holding up a newspaper with the article, Punisher Punished. And in the bottom left-hand corner, and it's quite hard to read, new something shed light on Lost City. And a lot of people have speculated that that Lost City is Kunlun. I mean, I can't really think of what else it is, to be honest. If anyone has any other ideas, I guess just contact us at blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah. I'm guessing that's Kunlun, because... I mean, these shows do drop references of the movie and stuff, but most of all, they are really connecting to each other. So that... It's definitely an interesting easter egg. Um, And then we got Jessica Jones. So, we all know who Jan Hogarth is. Well, in Jessica Jones, he is now a woman called Jerry Hogarth, who is a lesbian, but um, still a similar character... Uh, you know, I'm not going to get too upset about changing Jan Hogarth, as you know, um, yeah, I guess she's probably, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if he slash she, it's going to get confusing, is a worse person in the show, Jessica Jones, or in the comic. I mean, he and she is pretty bad in both, um, like, insufferable character, so it'll be good to see Danny interact with her him, um, yeah, she was the biggest easter egg for Iron Fist, obviously, because it's an Iron Fist character, and there was a couple of other ones, there was a reference to the White Tiger, Angela Del Toro, who Jessica Jones recommends to someone, I think, and the White Tiger is obviously connected to the Iron Fist, because we have the Sons of the Tiger, you know, with Bob Diamond, we all know who Bob Diamond is, and how they eventually disbanded and the power of all of them got transferred into the jade amulet of the tiger i think it's jade amulet i don't know i might be getting some of this wrong it's been a while and it gets handed down to the next white tiger who dies in well quite frankly a really really good daredevil issue um and then angela del toro takes over as the next white tiger so yeah that that was a reference there is also... Wait, is there another reference? Oh. Yeah, not, not 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 really. I think that's it, pretty much, for Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. Now, the good thing about these Easter eggs is you're watching the show, because I remember I watched Iron Man 2, and there was an after credit scene, and I'm like, oh, holy doodle, there's going to be... It's going to be, like, the Ten Rings of Mandarin, I was waiting for... And it's just Thor's hammer in the ground. I was so mad. I'm like, did you just put an ad for Thor at the end of Iron Man? I was expecting, if you're setting up something, set up something to do with the freaking character, at least. And I like how these shows, they keep... There's no after-credits stuff, that keep the... Okay, sometimes the references are a bit too obvious... Like, at one point in Daredevil Season 2, they say Jessica Jones' name, which is really not necessary. Um, But, you know, it feels a bit forced sometimes, but nowhere near the level of the Marvel movies. And I'm sure you're all aware of how I feel about the Marvel movies. No, I have not watched Ant-Man yet, or Age of Ultron. But I'm going to stop, because Carl's not there to offset my negativity about these movies, so... Yeah, so that's all the Iron Fist content really for today. Um, I'm quite excited that he's studying uh, Buddhist philosophy and meditation, and um, you know, wushu and kung fu. That 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 that's really interesting. Um, I'm I'm really glad he's very committed to the role. I th- hopefully, he'll kill it. As a, so the only thing I've seen him in is um, Game of Thrones. I'm not sure what else he's in. I might just quickly look at that now. Actually. Uh, See, because, like, as I said, Game of Thrones doesn't really show off anyone's acting talent because the acting in that show is generally pretty overdone and hammy. Uh... <sighs> he was also in Life in Squares. Never seen that. Never seen that. Never seen that. Never seen. Okay, so he's he's in a few things, but nothing I've ever seen, really he's in the bill in 2010 didn't the bill get cancelled like way earlier than that this is important stuff people this is important stuff anyway so moving on uh, that's all the Iron Fist content for this episode now I'm going to cover an issue of Daredevil and this issue of Daredevil is mm, not really connected to Iron Fist but if you all remember way back in episode 3 when Danny went through Harold Meacham's skyscraper which is just full of ridiculous Ridiculous, convoluted traps and I mentioned that there's a Daredevil issue that's even worse well that's the issue I'm going to cover this there's so many traps here which are so ridiculous, it's amazing though, the art's good, it's a bit like Saw I guess um, <laughs> but yeah so the issue of Daredevil that I am covering is Daredevil 208 in volume 1 so, just a bit of background on Daredevil, in case you don't know about him. Uh, basically, Daredevil is a superhero who is a blind lawyer by day and a vigilante by night. So it's all contradiction there. He was blinded when he was a kid. Um, uh, uh, he said uh, there was an old man crossing the street, an old blind man actually, and he was about to get hit by a truck carrying hazardous materials. Matt. Matt Murdock, who is dead, have pushed him out of the way, and the materials splashed onto his face, and they blinded him permanently. But the materials sort of... The radioactive materials enhanced all of his other senses to superhuman ability. So, yeah. Or it's explained later that they merely unlocked their full potential, so he sort of just, yeah, blind samurai sort of thing going on Uh, he doesn't kill people he was trained by an old white cranky guy called Stick how to focus it and stuff and yeah his dad was killed because he refused to throw a fight he was killed by the mob and that's where Matt became Daredevil and swore to fight injustice and uh yeah that should be sufficient background for those of you who don't know about the character, and let's hop into it. Okay, so this was published in July 1984, and the story was by Harlan Ellison, and Arthur Byron did the cover. Pencils are by David uh, Mazzucelli. I probably butchered that pronunciation, forgive me. But he's a great artist, he did Born Again as well. Uh, the inks is by Danny Sulinati. Again, I probably butchered that, I apologise. Lettering is by Joe Rosen. Colours by Christy Shields. Editor Bob Budiansky. Editor in chief. Drumroll, please. Jim Shooter. Mmm. We've talked about him a few times, haven't we? So, the title is The Deadliest Night of My Life, and the, the cover is... it's great. It has, uh... it's like a big movie poster. You obviously have the Marvel thing in the top left corner with Daredevil leaping forward, and the title is just Daredevil in The Deadliest Night of My Life. So they incorporate the title of the story into the Daredevil banner, which I really like. And it's... He's standing in front of this very gothic-style mansion with lights on inside. And he has a... I don't know, angry, concentrated look on his face as a bunch of uh, spikes are flying towards him. And it's snowy. It's nighttime. It's very atmospheric. It's a great cover. I really like it. Uh, Dead Devil's head looks a bit weird, a bit like Christian Bale Batman, which is never a good thing, but that that that's my only gripe about the cover, really. And in the bottom left corner you have... You know, Spider-Man's head. Except it's the black costume. So, yeah. Anywho, on to the first page. Stan Lee presents Daredevil the Man Without Fear. And the story starts off It's snowing. It's pretty much the middle of the night, I think. Uh, He's just dropped off uh, two thugs for armed robbery and assault. And he says if the clerk's too scared to press charges, then he will... And he was saying they put up a pretty big fight, longer than he expected from Street Punk's, and they actually knocked him around a bit. So, now he's just tired, he just wants to go to bed, sleep, because he's got a court date at 8 in the morning. And then he hears someone go, Mr. Daredevil! And he looks around, well, looks, being a, you know, because he's blind. Anyway, uh, he it actually shows him in this top panel. Actually, sorry, I should describe the first page. Yeah, he's leaping down from somewhere and he's just in front of like a couple of brownstones and stuff it's pretty good so he looks into this alley and he sees a little girl telling him that his that his her mum's in trouble and it has the uh, radar pings going out from Daredevil's head and he says there's something wrong there's pain and fear in the kid's voice and he can't read he mentions he can't read a heartbeat though because of the beating he took in all the snow as well so she runs off, and he follows her. He remarks that she moves pretty fast, and he's following her through a bunch of alleyways and stuff. Then she goes into this brownstone at the end of the alley. And Daredevil asks where her mother is. And the, 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 these are some great panels here. Um, just the, the, Especially, like, the shading and inking is just fantastic. Um, so as Daredevil asks where, uh, her mother is, he leaps forward as the door behind him just slams. Except it's like a metal door and it slams down and then he looks, and there's two shelves in front of him full of food and stuff, and it opens up into what looks like a long hallway. And he picks up the little girl and says, What's going on, kid? Make my day, punk. He doesn't say that last part, but you know what I mean. And he says and he has a there's a panel in the middle where he sort of has a startled look of realization and he says for the first time I'm close enough to hear a heartbeat. And then he proceeds to just throw her to the end of that room and she blows up. So it was a very advanced robot, obviously. And it had a hydraulic system that can make a heartbeat. And yeah, the bomb would have turned him into puree. So he walks through the smoke and then his radar sense starts going out, and he just thinks, what have I got myself into? And a vision sort of forms, not vision, like a, yeah, it, it's like a really long hallway, it's a long tunnel, and that's all he can really make out. And it, it's running under the slums, probably running under the wealthy estates in Riverdale. And then again, a big metal door slams behind him, and he has no choice but to go forward. There's a few silent panels here, which are really good as he's feeling his way through. Uh, there's more slamming doors behind him. And he keeps going forward, and as he keeps going forward, there's more doors slamming behind him. And, well, he feels like a lab rat in a maze, and he's wondering if this could be the work of Jester or Arcade. And then he very faintly heals, hears some metal moving. And he Immediately does his black flip as just spikes erupt from the walls on either side of him, and one nips him in the neck. But that's about it. And yeah, so basically this next page is great because you don't really know what's going on. He's saying his brains are scrambled, his radar sense is completely wonky, and the art makes no sense. Uh, he can't tell if he can if he's in a tunnel or if he sees the barrel of a gun actually has him walking through the barrel of the gun, which is, you know, really great effect. Um, eventually, he snaps out of it. It's really hot, apparently, and a door opens, and he walks through. And then he falls. And he's saying, I'm going to break my neck when I hit the ground, because this is a big damn fall. But then, he falls in a quicksand. And he's in this sort of weird greenery room... And you can actually see a big mansion in the background... But obviously he can't... So he has no idea where he is... But yeah, he's in like this big greenery... And... So... He's saying don't... He's just talking about his, like, his quicksand knowledge... Don't struggle and he lays flat on his stomach... And does breath stroke... Until he gets out of the quicksand... And he just wants to rest for a minute... But as he swam out of the quicksand... And went onto this particular panel... It opens up and pours him down a big slide towards a wall full of spikes, just sticking out. And his uh, radar sense pick- his radar sense picks up on that. So his radar sense, by the way, guys, in case you don't know, is well his advanced senses, so to speak, like all the other senses, but his sight just painting a picture for him. And so he concentrates on each spike. And just does this crazy manoeuvre. And he lands in between all these spikes in a very awkward position. He gets nicked a couple of times, but he's not impaled. But does he have time to celebrate that? No, because there's a pit of acid beneath him, which smells like garlic. And his hands are slipping. And then the... And then the wall of spikes... flips over into another room, and throws him, Ah, yes, it's trying to crush him, and there's like a few pictures of Daredevil doing maneuvers, and then he flips out of it, It's, it's, it's weird to describe guys, trust me, this is crazy stuff, um, so now he's in this big nice room there's a chandelier the sound of crystal tinkling what he thinks is Persian rugs uh, it's a it's a mansion it's a bloody mansion not a fun house he thinks and yeah there's three doors in front of him and he's just thinking ah, which door because they're probably all going to be trapped so he looks at door number two throws his billy club at it Boom! Blows up, of course. Then he tries door number one, uses billy club to open it without harming himself, and there's just three ca- what well, looks like cannons behind this door that fire forward. And he goes third time's the charm, and he touches the doorknob with his hand this time. And it's just enough of a shock to let him know that he's going in the right direction. And he still woozy, still darts from that dart he got back in the beginning, hence why he was freaking out and stuff. So he goes through the door... It's another long corridor. But no, it's not. It was a fabrication. And the the, the art's done really well. I can't emphasize that enough, because it's painting you a picture for the reader, but it's sort of what he... A lot of the time, it's sort of what he senses. So you see a long hallway, but it's not actually there. And there's not much detail in certain panels. Like, it's, it's just good. In the, yeah, the, the the shading is just phenomenal throughout this whole issue. It's great. And he senses a camera watching him at the top of this room. And then he hears the sound of hydraulics again. And yep, you guessed it. It's another trap. I mean, God, there's so many traps in this. This is like Trap City. This is way more traps than Harold Meacham. And Harold Meacham had 10 years. And ugh, eat your heart out, Harold. I guess technology's advanced Like ten years later yeah, still Anyway He's like Well, I can't go out So I gotta go up So he proceeds to uh, Rip off some of his costume And form them as uh, Use them as mittens To climb up all these spikes Coming out of the wall Well, these blades actually And he sort of leaps You know how you like Leap in Mario He does that Except on the blades He's doing all sorts of Crazy acrobatic maneuvers uh, He eventually grabs on To the camera at the top and at this point, all the blades are fully extended. Yeah. Oh, he's losing grip on the camera. So he thinks, this is just crazy. One of these traps are going to kill me at some point. I've got to... He's got to not play along. So he kicks a hole through the wall. And in the process, dislocates his hip. But he's happy that he's backstage now, because he thinks he'll find the puppet master. And he notices around him there's just heaps of circuits, electrical humming. So he destroys the camera, and he's just saying, essentially he just says, alright, let's trash some of this stuff to mess up whoever is behind this, even just a bit. So he starts just trashing the place, throwing his billy club, palm striking cables, ripping out stuff, kicking stuff, and then the alarm sound, which is he expecting, but still it causes him a lot of pain because of his ultra-sensitive hearing. And now, apparently the house is onto him because it's let out cyanide gas. So he goes forward into the vents and holds his breath. And there's a really great panel down the bottom here with his radar sense going out. And well, he looks like Bullseye. It's, well, he thinks it's cyanide gas. But who knows what it is. And yeah, so he's calling through this vent of electrical currents, and guess what? A bunch of snakes come out black mambas from africa typans from new guinea tiger snakes from my backyard in fair australia and well one bite and he's in they're all just moving towards him and he's like i don't know if i'm hallucinating this but i gotta do something so he gets two cords puts them together for an electric shock and burns them i guess scares them away and he sees an opening up ahead of him and, yeah, so he goes up, and he, there's a circulation fan there, so he opens it, and hey, he's outside, and, yeah, it's a huge friggin' mansion, at least two and a half acres, and it's, he says it's like some crazy old money patchwork mansion, it's like this big, it doesn't even look like a mansion, it looks like a very small village or something, um, and then he goes, "Uh uh-oh, laser beams! And there's a bunch of heat seeking laser there's a heat bunch of heat seeking mounted turrets which fire laser beams just on all of the roofs, just aiming at him, so he's doing some crazy acrobatic manoeuvres and then he falls through a window. And now he's back in the madhouse. And he's not happy about it. And he can feel sensors under the floor. It knows I'm here. And yep, his weight started a sequence in this random room to just tip him down to a pool without water and a dying shark due to lack of water. That's interesting. It turns out, due to all the damage he did later, he's messed up some of the traps, which is good because every single thing he does triggers some sort of trap. There is no break. And he feels that the water's salt water, so he swims through it, hoping to get out, and he comes up through the shark's holding tank. Then he just collapses and says, "'Come get me, freak. I'm too beat to fight.'" Well, he doesn't say it, he thinks it. And there's more gas. Fear. What cripples us. Suffocation. It's a panel of him holding his throat, burned alive. Another panel. It, it's basically, he's holding his head, and sort of doing some gestures, and I know it's weird, and uh, coming out in streaks are the panels which I'm describing. So they're diagonally coming out and going upwards. Burned Alive, Falling, Death of a Loved One, and that flashes back to, uh, Bullseye Killing Electra. Uh, Ridicule, A Fool, and that flashes, uh, I'm guessing that's a reference to when he was being teased as a kid for being blind, (laughs) essentially. They were pretty mean. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably where he was getting teased, and they were calling him Daredevil because he was just a bookworm, and then there's amputation, and he's just crawling along, and he's just lying on the floor, and then it just flashes to a shot of him without his mask, and he's just thinking stick, oh, I didn't forget, and he starts meditating, and that panel's great, because it's just pure black, and him in the middle, meditating, oh, I need Carl here, he's he's better at this than me, oh well, um, and then he thinks if I go out, it's going to be on my feet, not on my knees, So there's daredevil's classic never give up attitude and he goes you know he just says come on bring it dude i'm ready and a panel of the wall slides open or yeah whatever and he walks through another long corridor there's two doors at the end and he opens it and he says it smells old and he's in another nice room and he Says it smells old and wealthy, circa 1900. window is a bard, and he says, "If I speak quietly, will you come out?" It's time we faced each other, and we, as the reader, can see there's a few paintings and stuff, and there's a painting of an old woman above the fireplace. And he rem- and he thinks the oil portrait of the old woman. What? And now, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna point out here, he shouldn't be able to tell that's a painting of an old woman but whatever and there's a lot of dialogue here so i'm gonna give you the jiffy uh this is the mother of the death stalker now you hardcore daredevil fans will know who the death stalker is he was a villain uh he was probably one of the better villains of the pre frank miller pre bullseye era and uh well dead didn't exactly kill him but it's sort of like the villain you know killed themselves going after dead one of those situations um. Yeah, and she said, you know, she didn't condone his actions or anything, but he was her son, and she's uh, he's going to pay for his life in the only way that matters, which is his life, Daredevil's life. And Daredevil just has this sad look on his face, and he says, you can't hear me, but let it go, he's dead. Let it go. And this chick is just monologuing about how, you know... They're, it's a very old family, she has, she used more money than the fortune of a few small nations to prepare all of these traps, and she must have, because this is ridiculous, the amount of traps in this house, every single room has been a trap, there has been no break, no let up, and it's like, there's so many random variables, he could have landed anywhere, but it was always on a trap, I'm going to walk on that spot over there. Oh, it's a slide to more spikes. Actually, he doesn't get time to walk. He just gets flung from trap to trap. Anyway. Yeah. So, the only way this tape will play, she mentions, is if the house senses another human heartbeat. And as he's the only one who would logically go there, she goes to her reward knowing that the final ultimate trap is about to trigger. And Daredevil has a horrified look on his face. He's like, I'm a fool! This is gonna, the end of this tape will activate the trap that's gonna kill me. And so he has, until she finishes talking, to run out. And she also mentions that this series of, like, he would have been lured there after after the house detected that her heartbeat ceased. And then it would have sent a very intelligent drone to lure him in so that he would be killed one way or another. Which is creepy, because he realise now that there is a dead old lady in this mansion somewhere. And she's talking to him. Ooh. So, he proceeds to... Well, yeah, he's trying to, like, get out of the house. He's trying to smash the windows of the log. Not really working. But then he senses cold air coming from the fireplace. And the old lady is still talking in the background, but she mentions she's not proud of what she's doing, but that's the way it is. It has to be balanced in the world, eye for an eye. But he climbs up the chimney. And then he comes to a grid screen at the top. So he positions himself so he can start kicking out the thing which, you know... He's doing a lot of impressive stuff in this issue. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, he's going crazy. And he kicks out the grate. He leaps out of the mansion... Holds onto a tree, slides down it, and starts running towards the gates, and everything just blows up behind him in a gorgeous, nearly full-page picture of him just mounted on the gate, looking behind him at just the burning explosion that used to be... Well, the mansion is currently exploding, but you know what I mean. And uh, it's very snowy, there's dead trees. I don't know, it's just a really... The artwork in this issue is phenomenal. Even if it makes no sense, it's a... Yeah. so he hops down the fence and he's like yep it's over with now but then he hears something behind him and the fence has lowered itself to fire the spikes at him and he dodges just in the nick of time and he just doesn't the house know it's dead so that was the last trap they went dead of remarks this has been the worst night of my life so he crawls to, uh, Natasha Romanov's unit, and, well, Natasha Romanov is Black Widow, they were, uh, god, those guys, Black Widow and Daredevil are so on and off, I have no idea if they are on or off at this point, I'm guessing on, because I don't think Karen's around at this point, anyway, he knocks on the door and she opens it, and, well, she's shocked to see a bleeding Daredevil, and she asks Matt what happened, he's like, we'll talk about it over dinner sometime, and, Blackwater remarks, she thought he was mad at him, and Dada was like, I still kind of am, but look, can you just help me here? He's been kind of a jerk, and, yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's the thing, like, you know, he's just saying, she's just helped, like, stopping the bleeding and stuff, and he's just like, i got a court date at eight, and she's like, don't go, that's stupid, and, well, will just tells him not to break his back, and he's going to go have a shower. So, yeah, 45 minutes later, because it's quarter past seven, he is in court. And the judge is getting up him for, well, not really paying that much attention. And then Matt says, well, it was a terrible night, and the judge is like, I don't care about your playboy ways, so Murdoch must have a reputation... But, he thinks, well, at least last night is done, the deadliest night of my life, and this is today, and I'm safe. But, at the back, past the shadow, you can see two more little girls identical to the drone that lured into the mansion. Dun, dun, dun. To be continued, I guess. Doesn't say to be continued, but, well, I mean, if we get another absent Carl, I'm sure I'll finish it off for you folks. So, Yeah. It was a... I really like that issue. It was ridiculous, but it was very fun. It... great artwork. It's just really action-packed. He's just dodging all of these traps and stuff, and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like that uh, that Harold Meacham building, but it's on steroids. So, yeah, that was Daredevil 208. Um, it's definitely worth a read if you have access to it. Uh, I don't know where it can be collected. Let's see... It's not any, um... It being a Daredevil essential, maybe. Maybe. I'll have a look. See if it's collected anywhere. <sighs> hmm. Okay. It's definitely an underrated Daredevil issue, though. In fact, the whole... The whole post Miller period has some really good highlights I don't even know if uh it's in an essential yeah which is a shame um but they're doing a lot of epic collections lately so maybe be collected in one of them so I hope you guys enjoyed uh sorry if I was a bit rusty this is my first solo podcast effort I guess um but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed the issue uh yeah, you know, at least we got to, you know, get excited because this Iron Fist uh, show seems to be moving along finally. So, yeah. Um, uh, next week, we should be back to normal uh, covering either the next issue of Power Man and Iron Fist or just the next issue of Iron Fist. I don't know uh, when the next Power Man and Iron Fist comes out. So, yeah. Uh, until next time, guys. Have a good one. May your billy club become onto a thing of iron and you do some crazy backflips and, uh... Peace! Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. And any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us you can contact us at sons of the dragon podcast at gmail.com just send us mail comments thoughts send us anything you want really even if it's not about iron fist um and if you don't want to right it on the air just mention that um you can also reach us at facebook the immortal iron fist podcast sons of the dragon our twitter at iron fist podcast our soundcloud soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon with hyphens where the spaces are Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us real quick. And then there's our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the immortal Iron Fist WordPress.com. We are also on iTunes. Feel free to rate us there. If you rate us less than five stars, well, just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that. And last but not least, we are on Podcast Garden in the Literature section. And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks...